Welcome to the Judging More Than Just the Cover podcast. I'm Amber Gregg. I'm Kate Oda. And I'm James Moore. And today we have a special episode where we are going to talk about short stories written by the wonderful Kate and the wonderful James. So we'll talk about um, each of their books. We all read their short stories and we'll get some information on how the the short stories came to be. And we'll talk about the strong female characters leading the stories. Um, So James wrote a book and short story. Would you call it a novella or a short story? Yeah. In my research, I found out that the uh, the length of the story is in the novella range. Uh, yeah. So a novella, um, Charlotte, and it, she's a stay-at-home mom turned detective to find the killer of her friend. We kind of go through how she tries to figure out who who the killer is. So, James, would you like to talk about Charlotte and your process for writing it and, and how it came to be? Oh, yeah. I, I love talking about myself and the work that I've done. And I'll say that Charlotte was the very first novella that I had completed. So, it's, and I'm still trying to, you know, sell it. But um, I was inspired to write um, any kind of story um, after uh, watching a very poorly done movie. And, um, you know, I made the decision to kind of get into the writing game with the eventual goal of writing a screenplay. But the screenplay just seemed so monumental. I figured I'd start off with a story just, you know, get a story down on paper, thinking that it was going to be, you know, a three, four month project to, you know, get that done. And after 18 months, I was done with the first draft, you know, which is the first of many drafts. If you're a writer out there, you know that writing means rewriting if you want it to be anything of quality. So I just played a what if game with myself as far as coming up with the character of Charlotte. And I wanted her to be extraordinary. So, you know, if, if a young woman well, if a middle-aged woman decided to be a detective nowadays, it would not be such a big deal. But um, if she was a Southern Belle in the 70s, then that would be remarkable. So I, I made it a period piece and set her in that time frame. And it's really not a mystery because, you know, you you find out early on, you know, who's who done it. But, um, you know, how is she going to, you know, prove that he's the person that did it? You know, without revealing too much, um, you know, Charlotte has a lifelong friend who is married to the wrong guy. He, early on, you find out that he's the one that's caused her her death. But you know how that changed Charlotte is the main uh, part of the the book, her, her uh, character arc. So that's what the story was about, and it's my very first attempt to put a story on paper. So you know, I was uh, hoping it didn't show that much. <laughs> it was uh, that first attempt. Did you find it challenging to write a female lead? I I anticipated challenge initially, but I leaned heavily on my experience of being raised between two sisters and being in a house with a mom and a grandmother and having that experience. That's one thing I was really worried about is my character going to sound like um, a, a female character. And in the initial drafts, in the beginning of the book, I kind of did like the pep- Pepsi challenge with some folks that I know and trust, not telling them that I had written it. And, you know, how does this sound? You know, what do you think of this passage or whatever? And yeah, I kind of, I, you know, for the most part, I passed the test. So um, as far as, um, I guess, typical characters, female characters, like I passed Buster. So was that something that that you would notice? Um, well, I just wanted to tell our, our listeners that James has been 
you know, the strongest supporter of having these strong female characters. I believe it was actually your idea in the very beginning to kind of focus our books on these strong female characters. And so I think that's really a wonderful thing. And I love that you wrote this character that's strong. And and I did get that vibe reading it that she was strong and strong willed and she was making decisions on her own. And I thought that was really incredible. So I, I think it's always great to have a man who's writing these strong women characters. And, and I appreciate that you've supported this podcast in that way, too, and finding books that, that do offer that. Um, so where can our listeners find Charlotte? Can they read it? Um, is it available somewhere for them? Unfortunately, no. Uh, Charlotte is still for sale. And I learned early on in uh, my writing career that at this point in my life, I do not have the time and the energy and the stamina to self-publish. God bless all those people that self-publish out there. It is a full-time job. I mm-hmm. attempted it one time thinking I could just do it on, you know, in my spare time, that sort of thing. But if you want to be serious about it, if you really want to make an impact, uh, self-publishing is a huge demand. So right now I'm trying to look for traditional publishing. Uh, it seems that novellas are kind of making a comeback. But, you know, initially I was told that, you know, if you have something that's less than, you know, 50,000 words, uh, don't even think about it. But that has changed a little bit. Uh, people's attention spans and for wanting a complete story in something like, you know, 36,000 words um, is, is something that's becoming popular. So hopefully I'll be able to ride that wave some, somewhere, somehow with a, uh, a publisher out there. Well, awesome. I hope so, too, because I, I really enjoyed this one. And, uh, you know, if you're an agent or editor out there and you're looking for a semi-historical, I guess the 70s are historical, no offense. <laughs> but, uh, you know, if you're looking for a sort of cozy mystery that you know the answer, but you just have to get the proof, this is the one for you. So snap it right up, folks. Absolutely. Well, thank you for sharing your story with us, James. And um, we're also going to talk about Kate. She has a short story that won an award at our writers conference. Um, it's called The Undoing of Maggie. You find out that she's a clone and she has to offer up her her body parts to the the original person who she was cloned from. Um, so, Kate, would you love to talk about your book and how you came up with this idea? Um, so tell us all about it. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's just a short story. I wrote it specifically for a short fiction contest for Hampton Roads Writers in 2019. Uh, and I got first place, which was a huge shock to me, <laughs> but uh, I was excited about it. And so basically, I had been toying with the idea of uh, a clone being used as a replacement for the person they were cloned from before uh, in a novel. And I decided to just sort of distill it down to the the most dramatic moment, which is the clone being told, like, surprise, <laughs> you're you're up for your duty and so i decided to just write that and it came out pretty close to this version there were only maybe two or three drafts and then it was this i shopped it around a little bit after winning the award but no one picked it up so when uh my new writers group out here in washington i was putting together an anthology i offered it up and they said yes so now it's published. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I kind of got like a, 
my sister's keeper kind of vibes, but, you know, make it more sci-fi <laughs> uh, future. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. It's really quick, really short story. Um, do you ever foresee expanding it out into more of a full story? I've thought about going back to the novel idea it's based on, uh, which is less about being a forced organ donor and more about just being like a full person replacement because it seems like it might be fun to play with. But we'll see. I've got a couple other ideas going on. <laughs> and I know... James said he would debate you on the strong female character because he says absolutely it does and you weren't so sure about it. So I'd love to hear thoughts on that. Well, I, I want to take a turn to talk about the story in general. I, I um, Just to let America know out there, I met Kate Oda through a, a writing group and um, it seemed like what was being that whatever what she offered, I remember a lot of sci-fi type stuff, sci-fi and, and fantasy type stuff. And I think she excels in not leaning on the sci-fi-ness of a story. The story always brings out some social or, um, you know, a relationship type issue like this story did. And I, I really enjoyed, you know, reading that story. It really gave me a, a vibe of something like, you know, Blade Runner type situation. And um, and I, the, the first thing I'm going to say, my argument that Maggie is a strong character is that the strong female character doesn't always win, okay? And you, you see that over and over in book. But, you know, she, she I, I felt um, a dignity and strength from her. Like, this is kind of like the beginning or, you know, the glimpse of a revolution for, you know, rights for clones or something like that. And um, I, I imagine that if the story was ended out into the future, she might be somebody that was looked up to as, you know, this is the person that inspired us to, us clones to you know, fight for our rights, that sort of thing. I don't know if that's where you were going with it, but there's definitely that potential there. I thoroughly enjoyed the story. And as an independent filmmaker, it looked like something that was very doable. I talked to my production partner about it and, you know, discussed it with Kate. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping sometime in the future we'll be able to use this and it'll end up on the screen at festivals that sort of thing that'd be really cool so kate you don't think that um maggie is a strong female or you're just not sure in that short but if she displays it yeah i, I guess i just wasn't sure because it's such a small scene there's not a lot of options for her to take agency and change anything because uh, it's the sort of scene that would be maybe in like act one of a novel where they don't quite accept their own agency yet uh, as a main character. So I wasn't positive. I mean, she she is a little feisty. <laughs> so that's probably like a sign that she will be a strong female character in, in the later part of whatever future story. But uh, yeah, I guess I wasn't sure. But I, I think I like James's explanation. <laughs> So where can our listeners find the anthology that this is a part of? Yeah, so the anthology is uh, only on Amazon. It's called Kitsap Writers Critique Group. It's got a beautiful mountain on the cover with like a purple sky from the sunset. Uh, and it is, I think, n near the middle, uh, if I recall. So that's where it is. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you both sharing your stories and, and the background information behind it. So if you're listening, definitely check out that anthology and then keep your eye out for James's book, uh, Charlotte. We're hoping it'll, it'll pick up. 
So I thank you all for listening and join us for our next episode. Thanks for listening to the Judging More Than Just the Cover podcast. I'm Amber Gregg. Join us next month to see what we thought of another best-selling book with a strong female main character. The chat doesn't end here. Let us know your thoughts in the comment area or connect with us on social media. Enjoyed the show? Share the love. Give us a review, like, follow, and a share with your friends. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Until next time, peace out.